<laughs> oh, Candy. That's from his old days on the pole. It's me, Mitchy Candy Keith. <laughs> oh, my God. Computer Candy Corn. I knew how to whistle perfectly. You don't know how to whistle. Well, it's like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking kill Bill right now. <laughs> I'm gonna murder somebody. Um. Okay. Uh. Welcome back, everybody. This is Papa. Don't preach. This is a podcast where we got two of the best dads and one piece of crap talking about. A lot of issues that go into our life and how we're going to pass that shit and information onto our children and how we're going to adapt as parents in this dark and terrible world. I'm not going to get into who the piece of crap is, but I'm here with my boy, uh, Mitchie Candy Poo Poo Kaka. <laughs> oh, well, hello there. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. And I know how much he hates it. On the other side is the mysterious Zan. How are you, Zan? No comment. Spooky. (laughs) Can you hear me? Creepy. (laughs) Hello? Uh, Hello? Hello? Joyce? (laughs) Mom? Dad? (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. Welcome back. I'm glad to have you guys back in the pod. We're still here. We're socially distant. This is good. One day we're going to be in the studio together and infect each other. Yeah, Mm. spit out fire. (laughs) So uh, today, you guys, I wanted to uh, talk about social media, you know, phones and the internet, like our new way of connecting with each other. You know, there was a time where people couldn't show exactly what they were doing in real time. And now we don't know anything else besides that. Uh, You know, we're not off the grid. But uh, before we get into that, I want to see how y'all doing. Um, Mitchie, Mitchie Poo Poo. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing Mitchie good. Poo-poo. Uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, I got a new middle name, uh, my, stripper, <laughs> my stripper name. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Had a good weekend. I uh, was able to go visit my parents. Uh, Sailor was able to swim with her cousins. Um, finally let my uh, family know that we have been working on a podcast. So they listened, they tuned in on Spotify for their first listen of last week's episode. And they got quite a good kick out of it. And, you know, they were, they were happy for about all of it. So yeah, that was my weekend Sunday. Just uh, went hiking uh, with the family and the dogs and yeah, it was pretty relaxing. It was good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Before I jump in, you said you asked your dad about, um, the discipline in growing up? I, I did. I did. Uh, yeah. So, and you know, the way I approached that question, I was like, you know, pretty much was like, dad, I know I, I need a real honest answer from you and not a smart ass one. And, you know, he gave me the smart ass one first, exactly. Like I thought he would, <laughs> uh, cause that was a dumbass. And then, but it was pretty much, you know, that's how he grew up and you know, that's what 
he knew. You know, there wasn't, like we had talked last week, the the information that's at our fingertips wasn't necessarily at theirs. And that's just what he thought was what you did, I guess. So, right. yeah, it was pretty funny. Just, uh, yeah, you're a dumbass and you deserved it probably. I'm like, yeah, touche. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just great being able to be comfortable and have that relationship to ask, you know, to ask him about it. I don't think, you know, not everyone has that relationship with their parents. Um, yeah. I mean, if you didn't tell me to ask, I definitely would never ask that question. Mm. Oh, nice. Just been Look thinking. I mean, Everyone's learning. Yeah. We're all growing, man. Especially since we were dads. Mm-hmm. That's true and true. Yeah. Uh, my, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm a dad. <laughs> no paternity test yet. Mm-mm. Oh. I was there for the birth, though, so. Okay. Hey, possessions, (laughs) nine-tenths of the law. Especially in California. (laughs) Well, my weekend weekend. Uh, Isabel, I got to see her two little cousins, their little twins, uh, which was awesome. And uh, just watching her face is like, these little aliens here are weird. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it was cool. Uh, other than that, very chill. Um, today, we started potty training. Uh, I unfortunately missed Isabella taking a shit on our front porch and nice. rubbing her hands <laughs> in it. I vomit. I got I to gotta check her security footage to see if it caught that. Um, but Tanya is a superwoman <laughs> and was here. I was helping a friend move. Um, so she was... Uh, leading the charge on that today, but she did good. Uh, I mean, she peed a few times in the potty uh, all by herself, and uh, you know, we're on our way. We'll see how tomorrow goes. <laughs> uh, c- quick question if that is on the security footage, is that going on social media? No, <laughs> I, will, I will send it to you. Segway, segway. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> So wait, Zan, um, yes. did Tanya tell you, hey, tomorrow we're going to be tra- potty training Isabella? And you say, oh, well, I have, uh, I'm have, i helping Gary move tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I added something to my calendar real quick and sent it over. Uh, <laughs> we tried to do it last week, but uh, just like waking up and saying, okay, let's do it today. And I just, I couldn't do it. It was not, it, it was too short notice. So we planned it out for this week and starting Monday. And uh, the help plan to help my friend move was already on the calendar and she said don't worry i I can i can start this um and she did and uh yeah tomorrow uh i'll be i'll be running around with that potty in my hand asking isabella do you need a pee pee poo poo -poo? Uh, (laughs) but yeah hey clark shitter's full (laughs) (laughs) i don't get the reference Uh. Oh, oh my god. Christmas All right. vacation. Christmas vacation, bro. Uh, to our Wait, Obi, how was your weekend, sir? Oh yes. Um actually my weekend was pretty, pretty mellow. I tried not to get anything too crazy. Uh just chilled most of the weekend. Uh I sent in my bike to get fixed. And um, you know, I have a these 
uh, white dreadlocked hippies across the street who fix bikes. And so I was like, hey, brah, you guys want to do some shit on my tires, brah? Looks like my front crank isn't working well and I want to get an extra spag wheel on the back of my pest. And he's like, cha ya, brah, just check these parts off and send it over. So I got all these parts. I sent them over. First call I get, ya, brah, we got a problem. We got the wrong parts, brah. So I feel like I should be, you know, paying professionals to do it, but you know, I'm not going to complain. You do that really uh, well. I was just totally hey, man, thinking I... of that video of that surfer kid that's on the beach and interviewing him. Yes, that's one of the best videos I've ever seen. Did you see just how genuine he is? Yeah, it was. He was very excited during that video. It was a good session. It was a good session. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to get into, it actually kind of shows a little bit of my fears I'll get into later on the social media topic. I watched a movie that I haven't seen in a very long time. You guys might know it, but it's Enemy of the State with Will Smith. And it's been a minute. I suggest you guys go back and watch that. It's on HBO now. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's on regular HBO. But that movie is so ahead of its time. It's actually, su- it's such a dope movie. But one thing that really that really rubs me the wrong way is in the movie they kind of like gloss over the fact that these like white men who are chasing down will smith just killed this black chick in cold blood and get away with it like they don't bring it up really like only gene hackman's like why'd you kill the girl and he's like eh whatever listen i don't care about the girls like nah you have what you need why'd you kill the girl and then you know the movie ends everybody walks off all happy like they don't talk about a funeral for this chick. They don't ever talk about it's actually what's her name? Zoe Kravitz's mom. What's her name? <sighs> oh, um Oh my god. You guys remember Zoe Kravitz's yeah, mom? Yeah, uh oh my god. She's um uh, I mean, why don't I just Google it because my computer's in front of me. Oh my god. No, it's like oh, Lisa Bonet, that's it. Lisa yeah, Bonet. Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. It's crazy. Like how identical she looks to Zoe Kravitz in that movie. Like they're around the same age that she is now, that Zoe is now. And, you know, one of the most unrealistic parts about this movie, too, is I, that really, really that just entertained me. Like I just realized, like, I think Lisa Bonet is fucking beautiful. Yeah. But, but in this movie, it, I, I think it really shows you how, because they're trying to make her like look like this inconspicuous informant and like she can't be like if she was just walking down the street and i was like walking my dog and two days later an fbi agent came up to me he's like do you remember this woman i was like oh yeah i remember that fine ass girl i saw that booty walking across the street approximately 345 i know because my girlfriend called me at 346 and i thought she was watching me because i was staring so hard like there's no way that this girl is just like walking around being an informant. Like everybody notices her when she walks in the room and like, they tried to dress her down. They tried and it did not work. <laughs> so like, I was like, damn, Lisa Bonet looking good. But that was my weekend. Okay. Enemy of the state, Lisa Bonet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. Bonet. Bonet. I see what you did there, Zan. I see what you did there. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a quick break while we explain Christmas Vacation to I've Zan. I've seen it. I have not seen um, it recently. God, and we'll be right back. You don't get the reference, Zan. You're old as fuck. And you got a droid. 
Okay, and we are back to Papa Don't Preach. Thanks for sticking with us. Today, I'm with my boy Mitch and Zan, and we're going to dive right into social media today and the effects it has on us, our kids, our parenting style, and our relationships. Um, so, jumping off, social media has changed how we communicate, how we get the news, how we share content, how we engage with each other. In the new world where social media gives us our own soapbox with no boundaries, it also affects our parenting, the way we uh, inter interact with our children's friends, our neighbors, everything. So I want to take this little moment and talk to you two knuckleheads and see how you guys feel about social media and how you guys are going to integrate it into your lives and how you're going to introduce it to your children if you haven't done so already. Um, I want to jump off with you, Mitch. I, I know that we are friends on the gram, but I, unless you're sending me fart videos, I don't see you really posting anything. <laughs> yeah, because uh, social media is the devil. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> um, you know, it has its... Uh, it has its goods and its bads, pros and cons, if you will. You know, I think technology has advanced, you know, so rapidly and um, us as people, um, it's hard for us to keep up. Um, I think there's a lot of bad information that's spread through social media, just nonstop pretty much. And a lot of people will just read a headline of an article and then they'll post it. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen someone post something political or something like along those lines. And, you know, you scroll down and it's from the onion and you're like, wow. I, well, dumb. <laughs> dumb. You, not only did, did you just not just, you just didn't post this, you know, you, you made comments on it and like ripping it apart. And it's like, oh man, that's satire. Like what's wrong with you? Like there's, um, yes, I, I don't really like social media. I, the, what I do, I only have uh, Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I think Facebook's just terrible. Um, honestly for mental health um it keeps you scrolling you care about you know instagram you is owned by facebook, right? what instagram's owned by facebook yeah now it's all the same yeah it wasn't true but um yeah instagram to me the only thing i really post on instagram is stuff with the that we do with the family um you know there's plenty of things that i did back in the day with like myspace that uh we don't talk didn't didn't didn't, didn't know everything lived on the internet forever uh, <laughs> yeah. so wait uh <laughs> uh mitch I, I kind of elaborate for us like what what like explain, well, explain apparently please. there's like this cloud and things stay in there forever <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, back in the day, you know, was, uh, we would just go take just stupid, stupid photos for MySpace. Um, yeah, there's plenty. There were plenty of. I think almost, I would say, ninety percent of my photos on MySpace were me and a man thong doing something, st something really stupid out in public. Um, uh, yeah, that that's that was just that was literally my page. That's I, uh, you know, I. I laid out in front of Carl's Jr. one time and just a man thong on a on a uh, on a towel like I was sunbathing. Not to mention I was probably like around like two fifty at the time, looking real sharp. You sending the uh, <laughs> sending <laughs> <the> <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> You know, just trying to get that real solid tan. 
not even thinking the amount of trouble I could have gotten in for doing that in general. Um, but yeah, just literally thought back in the day, I mean, this is how long, I don't even remember how long ago that was, but I, I literally thought if you hit delete, like it'd just be gone. And then, you know, every once in a while I have a buddy that still just actually has the photo from taking the photo and I'll get it over. He'll send it through me on my phone. I'm like, Oh my God, like I was a fucking idiot. And, but they're all funny. I mean, it's funny to laugh, but when it comes to sailor and social media, I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly. Um, you know, my main concern from her for her is, you know, I'll let her use social media when I honestly feel um, that she truly understands that, you know, what you post online lives there forever. And it doesn't matter if you delete it. um, And that she's confident as an individual with who she is. And she's not going to get all torn up or taken back on stuff that's, you know, she doesn't need to worry about. I I think people try to, they tend to care about, other people's lives that they don't even know, or they become fascinated or jealous. There's a little bit of jealousy, like, oh, look what this person's in the Bahamas again. Like, dude, that picture could have been taken in 2012. I don't, no one knows that. So it's people just get jealous of other people's lives, thinking that they're doing better than other people. It's a, you know, it's a, I don't know how, how you would call it, but it's a, like a totem pole of who's higher and who does something cooler and, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I just, I, I scroll through Instagram looking for funny videos is what I do. So it's, it's my other YouTube. <laughs> um, it's, it's my yeah. short clips of YouTube is what it is to be honest. Yeah. You know, I actually got some thoughts on that, uh, you know, about why people post things and how people feel about them. But before that, um, Zan, what, what social medias do you have? Like what, what are your, what are your social imprints medias. on the, on the gram yeah like what are your what what do you got the gram you got twitter what do you have gram i have a twitter i don't use it uh i'm on facebook i used facebook for like uh for photo albums during college nothing really Mm -hmm. embarrassing on there um but but that's it i don't go on facebook anymore uh i actually want to download all my photos so i can have them still um but yeah just the gram and have a love hate relationship with it um for everything for all the reasons mitch said um i really think we were thrown into it and just like with phones and technology uh without any real instruction especially with social media um and with isabella i just you know when she gets old enough to start to really understand what it is i just want to make sure she sees it and knows that it's a tool that you can use to learn things, you know, be entertained by, but also just really remind her that um, it is a tool. Um, and, you know, there's good, good things and bad things to it. And I mean, I don't know, I see right now already just with the phone where she, you know, we take photos and she's like, look, look. And she, you know, there's already a natural like affinity to want to see it and play with it. I mean, they're built for monkeys to use, uh, and we are just, you know, somewhat advanced monkeys the most for the yeah, most part. I was, I was gonna say like we are like for social media and all this stuff that's coming along. Like we are like our generation. Like we're the guinea pig for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean there's we'll, nothing. We'll, there's nothing like it. 
There's nothing no. like it. That's why kids, that's why every, even dogs, like if you have a tablet, there's nothing like it on the planet. Like if you're just walking around, you don't see something that lights up that you can touch and switch screens back and forth for that plays music that does all this different stuff. So like, of oh, course, people amazing. are drawn to that. Yeah. Like the thing yeah. is like, we're there, just not, there are we're plenty not, of good things. we're not, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, we're just not given the tools to really understand it uh, at first. There's no, I feel like there should, there should be at some point in school, you know, like a, uh, a technology class or a phone class or a social media understanding class, something that kind of um, lumps it all together and gives some type of instruction. So we're not just, you know, exposing kids to these things when they themselves are, are developing and don't have a really clear understanding and they start seeing, you know, photos of friends or other people doing, you know, living their best life in quotes. Um, and they start to feel, you know, the sadness that comes from not living that themselves and the, you know, the comparing starts to happen. Um, it's, it's really intense. I mean, I, we all grew up playing outside, um, and saw that transition in the exponential growth in technology that, you know, with phones, with video games, with like, we saw that. So, um, I feel really lucky that, you know, we were still able to you know run around and get into trouble outside and not just, you know, have our heads in screens, which, you know, I see with my younger nephew, I see, you know, with all of us, like it's such a conscious effort not to be on a fucking phone when Isabella's awake. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I would say like most of my screen time from boredom. I was like, I was just boredom. on my phone right now. I I wasn't listening to any of you guys. I gotta, oh, I, like that is okay. I was I wanted <laughs> to say I really want to say like my biggest pet peeve, honestly, is <laughs> so, like trying to have a conversation with someone and they're just like scrolling and like it's <laughs> oh my god, it's so rude. It's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit where I want to take my phone out and I just want to throw it at your face. I've, uh, I used yeah. to with um with friends when we would get together and I would look around and I see like, oh, everyone just is on their phone. I would just send a photo of us, of all of them on the phone and say, hey, <laughs> I'm so happy we're spending so much time together. I really love you guys. You know, thanks for being my friends and hanging out. Um, it drives me crazy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, just so you know, uh, this morning, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to see how much time I'm going to spend on my phone because I knew that we were doing this tonight. And like, I looked at my screen time and I was like, okay, I'll set it for five hours of screen time a day. And, you know, by 11 o'clock, my phone's like, oh, you've used your phone too much today. I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> what app are you using? What app? I'm like no, it's, between it's, Reddit and Instagram pretty much. Um, I'll break it out and I'll go down the line for you for my screen time. It's pretty embarrassing. All right. So right now, see all my activity. Two hours today was directed towards YouTube. That's where I look at my news clips uh, and uh, watch. I got uh, I went down a YouTube hole of biggest hits in the NFL. I guess like I'm just missing my little football. I, I need my football fix. Mm -hmm. That usually happens. Uh, this one's embarrassing. I have an hour and a half and a. Uh, Shadow Fights Three. Just got a new outfit. Got a little, a little addicted to that one. Uh, you know, you you always wonder who those nerds are who like have all these gems and have that high score. Yeah, and I was like, 
I'm I'm like top fifty right now, so I was like, I can't stop now. Well, the, yeah. my phone just told me the Dodgers lost to the fucking Padres, so that makes me unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I just I just got that <laughs> notification too. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker! <laughs> I was like, goddamn! That was uh that was very very that was very hurtful. But yeah, I mean, for me, like I have a Twitter account, I have a, an Instagram. And that's it. I deleted my Facebook a long time ago, not because I hate Facebook, but I don't, I do don't, I don't like Facebook, but I got rid of it because of two things, people get real, real bold behind a computer screen. Oh yeah. 100%. They're real tough. They're real tough behind a computer screen. And, you know, during Obama's second term, I just watched people I was working with people. I knew they were getting super racist. And I was like, you know, I would confront them about this in the real world and they would act like it was no big deal. Like they were just commenting on a picture. It's not really how they felt. And but it is how you feel. Yeah. I was just like, but yeah, that's. And so like, you know, I went like my face, my Facebook was like me. That's who I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. And so when I discovered Instagram, I was like, all right, this is going to be your persona. You know, I'm going to be taking pictures of stuff, things that I think are cool, things that I think are like I went through the whole wave of almost every single person who got in the ground level at Instagram, posting random pictures of dumb stuff, posting pictures of your relationship or what you were doing at that point in time. Then I got, uh, you know, I had like this weird feeling of like, I remember when I was uh, in Vegas working on Master Chef, and, you know, I was at the Nobu hotel in like the presidential suite top floor. And I like wanted to post all these pictures, but I'm like, why? Like, this isn't my life. Like, what? why am I going to be quietly flexing on people? This is completely fake. So I went through this whole period of like, who am I? Being, uh, yeah. Well, like just, I was very hesitant to post something that wasn't directly me, even though I started off not wanting my, my Instagram page to be something that was directly me. And then just like everybody else, I got radicalized and I started posting pictures like, look what's happening in Darfur. Look what's happening in Antarctica. Like, like you know, I just, that's how uh, my Instagram kind of uh, morphed. And like for Twitter, I didn't even take Twitter seriously. I literally had a fake Twitter of one of my buddy's wives. Like <laughs> I took a picture of her and they, I, I would just, I would just post. Yeah, I would post funny tweets that she would be thinking and pretend to be her. And it was funny for a little bit, but then like, you know, she became important and I was asked to take that down because her clients could see it. But well, yeah, up and you thought it was definitely her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's, you know, what's funny. Like as we're talking, like I'm just like thinking more and more about, you know, social media in general, it's, you know, Instagram is more of like a upbeat and happiness compared to like Facebook is just a bitch fest. Yeah, you could say it's more a, at fa- on Facebook and that's it's really just like reason. a fucking Debbie, De- like just people complaining all day long about fucking something. I'm just like, Dude, shut the fuck up. If you're not going to do anything or change it, then just shut the fuck up. Like, I, I'm so tired of it. It's, so it's the way to vent. Yeah, find a find find your vent to your fucking significant other or your dog man or your parents like like to to the world because a lot of the times like some of the stuff i read i'm just like you probably shouldn't have posted that 
That's... My that's what my Twitter is now. My Twitter is just like screaming to the high heavens and sharing stories of things that I think are annoying. You know, that's basically my Twitter right now. My dad loves Twitter. Is he active on it? Yeah, I mean, no, hell scroll. yeah, he just fucking yeah. All he does is tweet scroll. fucking just talking shit to Trump. That's great. <laughs> that's it. literally that's all of his tweets, like <laughs> just ripping on anything dumb that he may say or something like that. It's just <laughs> my last my last tweet besides a retweet. My last like tweet I sent out was a big shout out to Canada for putting up with the U.S. Yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Expect more. When was it? When was that? It was like three weeks ago. Yeah, all the tweets that I see, it's you know, it's most likely me typing something into Google, and then their tweets show up. That's how I read tweets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> old man, that's old fart. Dad, nice more than you. Yeah, my dad just so, loves his Twitter. He's just upset about the amount of characters you can put in. And one thing like that's a, interesting to, I mean, to make note of is all of the people, you know, all but most of them that, you know, that created, you know, these different uh, social media platforms and like the guy specifically that, in, that invented the infinite scroll um, function uh, have like come out and talked about how, you know, all of this use, like how much we, how, how much energy we pour into social media is having like negative effects on us. Like, and how, you know, bad it is for kids. You, you see these people, like, especially up in Silicon Valley, like reversing this and not letting their kids use, um, you know, screens and, you know, f- put making sure that their nannies are signing contracts that keep them from using screens in front of them, in front of their kids. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, I guess it's on, to me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, very it's, flip of a coin on that. Um, I, just strictly because, I mean, yeah, I understand what they're doing. But I mean, it's uh, us as parents, it's our job to monitor um, a child's screen time. Um, also, it's, it's a way of the world now. So I feel like it is older parents that the the guys up in Silicon Valley. And no, these like are that. young those, guys. Those man. These are young but guys. Like, how old are these parents? Like, I mean, these guys are more, like how long? How long? How old are their children? I should say. Like, I, I mean, because young. I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't see Sailor. Like, Sailor wouldn't have like an Instagram. So, like, or the Bozo has an Instagram. The, mom, yeah, but that, but, but that, commentary but is but specifically on you how as a parent creating it. Right. Of course, you have to oversee and pay attention to this. But the, the commentary is that th- they are noticing, you know, that it's not that great. And the people that have created these things are not, uh, are I guess, holding it back from their kids or holding back the amount of screen time and technology and all of that from their kids. The ones that created, you know, all of this. Um, and that's interesting to make note of. I mean, I think like, yes, it all it obviously True. comes down to us that, you know, and how we parent them and make sure that they fully understand what it is. And, you know, but uh, it is interesting. Well, let me ask. So you guys all had MySpace, right? No. Oh, you didn't have a MySpace. I don't. I no, sure no. did. I had an account, but I never, I don't, I never used it. So you lied. That's cool. So you well, had I, a MySpace. I guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, no, I got it. No. Check Mark Dan for his first lie of the night. Yeah, why are you telling everybody about MySpace? People want to be your friend, man. Jesus. <laughs> no, but like, so like, 
the f- one thing about MySpace is that Facebook came and I just stopped using my MySpace. And then it went through so many different transformations that I even tried to track down my MySpace because I had a lawyer like do a background check on me. And he's like, um, you have an account called uh, OB. I like the cock 24 is your URL. <laughs> you know, I have immature friends, you know, they changed my shit, but you know, I can't get into it. Like I can't, I'm like, I've been lobbying MySpace to get rid of this thing. And I like, can't get rid of it. I'm like, that's me. And Isn't it's like Facebook on MySpace too. No, 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 that's, that's not true. False. No, but that was a, that was a question. That wasn't a statement. <laughs> False. <laughs> well, like, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the top eight? Remember your yeah. top eight? Oh, but like, yeah. I think that was like the first like social media step for creating like a sense of like FOMO from some people. Like, you know, you would go to one of your best friends' page and you see that you weren't on their top eight, and it was like, well, what the fuck? Are we ain't cool? Mm-hmm. We're not cool no more. I, I thought we were I thought we were friends like that was that one of the downsides for MySpace is like, you know, you could post any picture that you wanted. You know, they had uh, all these, you know, you could comment on everyone's page and you had their wall on where you put stuff and you would shout out people and people got bold on their wall. Like you would say something to a homie, but you wouldn't say it to their face. Uh, it's like, OK, I know you like me, but what the hell? And. The good thing about MySpace is that it turned all of us into like junior coders. Like I learned how to use JavaScript because of MySpace. I had like my whole cut. Like if you didn't have, if you didn't have good broadband info, you could not load my MySpace page. I put a lot of work into that thing. You know, I had us, I had, I had us three flip Fantasia playing right when you opened up my. Uh, you had one of those backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ugh, Obi, I can't open your page. It's a fucking pain in the ass. I even had, I even put in a little hack, a little, like, I put in a little mod code. So I had a top 24. I didn't just have a top eight. I had a top 24 and I started taking it serious. I had like my best friends as my top eight. And then I got into like the must haves, like some people that I knew that, you know, upgraded my status. And then I had some people that were like low key, like, oh shit, you're still homies with that dude. Oh shit. You still talk to that girl. Yeah. I still talk to that girl. We homies, even though we haven't spoken in the years, you know, like it was just, it was such like this fake universe. And then Facebook came out and that's when I hated everything because people were posting pictures of me and letting me know that they posted pictures of me. (laughs) I was like, It was like, oh, yeah, great party last night. And I, like, look at this picture, and it's me passed out in a corner. And I'm like, what the fuck is that, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how long it took Facebook to, like, put in, uh, add a plug-in so I can accept if somebody tagged me in a picture? Be like, no, you cannot put that picture up of me. That's my picture. You can't have me head in a toilet or (laughs) with my pants down or me at a a Nazi rally. Like I thought that was just you and me, bro. I thought we were just spending quality time. <laughs> just trying to, trying to understand your friend's roots, you know? <laughs> but this, uh, um, you know, this, the way that social media has kind of morphed is kind is what I wanted to get into when it comes into parenting. So I want to take a quick break and I want to get back to it with you guys and talk about how you're integrating your kids into social media and how you're using it uh, or if using it at all, when it comes to parenting. So yeah, Papa don't preach. We'll be right back. Mitch and Zan, can you sign us off until we get back? Uh, <laughs> 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 
I can see. We're gonna if be girls like, one day. If you like the girl, you threw a rock at her. Um, okay, we're back. Here we are. Uh, so right before the break, we were talking about social media, and Zan, I kind of want to touch on something that you were bringing up about how you know some of the guys who invented the endless timeline are starting to restrict their kids from uh, screen time or what when they use social media. I'm not sure you. Uh, you have to elaborate a little bit. And I know, Mitch, you're a little indecisive about it, but I guess I'll just to ask you guys, how do you feel you're going to introduce social media to your children? And like, are there pictures of your children on there now? Zan, I'll turn to you first. Uh, Yeah. Right now we primarily use like Instagram stories and then some photos uh, of her that we do post for, you know, momentous occasions for the most part um introduce i mean i haven't really thought about how, when i'm going to introduce what social media is we're right now figuring out the best way to continue introducing screens to her um and with this kind of fear that if we restrict it too much will she you know jump onto it even harder when she's older it's like i keep thinking about religion because we, <laughs> we have friends who like grew up not very religious, but then like, you know, went into it really hard. And then other friends who grew up more religious and then, you know, ran away from it. And I feel like there's this fear that the same thing can happen with, with screens and phones. And I just feel this way when, you know, looking at all of us and myself and just how much, how often we're on it. Um, for, I don't know for introducing social media to her. I don't, I don't know when she would really even understand the concept of it. Uh, I guess we would just tell her, I mean, I guess if Tanya and I have to talk about this more, <laughs> but um, I don't know, talk about how it's just a way for you to connect with your friends and see what's going on. And then just reiterate that like a lot of what you see on it isn't necessarily true. Um, and people are most of the, most of the time showcasing, you know, what they want people to see and you know trying to show their best selves whatever that may be um yeah no it's weird it's tricky because i feel i mean from a business standpoint i think it's great i from a personal standpoint i have you know a lot of mixed emotions on it like my my posting is very erratic where like i'm on it (laughs) And, you know, looking and seeing what's going on and 
then we'll post some stuff and then like not for months it's like with what's going on with you know uh the black lives matter movement right now with with the social injustices that are happening like i've been posting some and then recently have not been posting at all it's just it's weird. It's like, I feel somewhat of an obligation to like, Oh, I should post and do this. And then I see like, well, other people are posting it. Then am I just posting just to feel like I'm doing something when in reality, it's not really doing so much because, you know, it's still within my bubble. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to figure it out myself and, uh, don't know what we're going to do with Isabella. Maybe just move to a farm and not, uh, not show her. Tell her about it. Yeah, they usually call that a cult. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, invite. I've seen, I've seen a movie. Uh, these don't come to the farm. It's just us. I'm not inviting anyone else. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send you a documentary called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, just so you, you can see what else going to A documentary. <laughs> yeah, have you ever? Uh, what, shoot, what's that one movie where they're Amish and they escape? It's like and they go to like Ramadan or no, it's not Ramadan. Ramadan. What's their, it's uh, Rum Rum Springer, man. <laughs> Ramadan. <laughs> There's a good book called uh, Educated that I'm reading right now, which is similar to that. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Oh, well, it's, it's it's a comedy. It's hilarious though. Well, well, Mitch, what about you? You have the you have the oldest uh, child out of all of us. Like, yeah, does she know? Is there? I'm I'm like so so there. Like Zan, here's a difference. Like you don't necessarily hate social media though, but I know that Mitch. Yeah absolutely hates social media so there's definitely a different a different way that he goes into it like you know i when i look at your instagram zan like you know to get a little personal i look at your instagram it's mostly like you know the planet tanya the planet tanya tanya the planet tanya like that's really it yeah it's like photos and travel and tanya and a little bit of the baby i like photography though nerd yeah <laughs> I like taking photos. Uh, but that, that's the whole thing that it was built for. You know, you take photos and you share them, you know, like right. some people take that to a whole new level. Much. Some people don't. I think I but, think yeah, too much. But I have a lot to say on that later. But Mitch, I wanted to hear, you know, how are you handling it with a daughter who's, you know, turning 42 tomorrow? <laughs> you know, she, she will be older than me tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Honestly, when it comes to social media just in itself, um, you know, I don't, I haven't really thought too much about it. Uh, Amanda and I have talked about it. I actually, you know, randomly asked her, you know, when, when do you think would be a good age for Sailor to, you know, let her get on social media? And she just like randomly threw out 13 and I'm like, well, why, why, why 13 or why 12? Like, what, what, what is the, give me a reason for that number. And, you know, she was more or less like, well, because, you know, she's getting close, like closer to that age with friends, more friends will be doing it. And I know one kid doesn't want to be left out. You know, that's how most when whoever, whatever friend out of the group gets the cell phone first, you know, that's when all the other kids need one. That's when all of them start asking for it. And, um, but when, yeah, social media, haven't really thought too much about it. Who knows where social media will get be. Get her a flip phone. Um, flip phone. Uh, uh, she's getting a pager and she, <laughs> but then I know she's not going to call me back as I'm pretty sure we just got, we got rid of all pay phones. So <laughs> pay phones don't exist anymore. So, you know, she'd be like, Oh, sorry. I had no one to, uh, nowhere to call you. 
Um, you know, me myself, I would love to go back to a pager. I you would have a pager. Oh hell yeah, I had a pager. I, I had a very, I had pager. a pager. Yeah, this yeah yeah that uh the see through pagers. The one oh hell have... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I. Uh, <laughs> I I saw one like not too long ago and I was just like thinking okay you know do I want to be that dad that in shorts collared shirt tucked in with sandals and socks with a pager on the side and I'm like yeah I sort of do so maybe with a fanny hanging off my fanny pack now that would be hard um <laughs> nerd <laughs> no but uh yeah when it comes to i don't know where it all depends where social media is at um you know within the next few years before but my main it it has to do with where she'll be as an individual Hmm. you know if she if she's mature enough um before 12 13 if that's you know the age that we're looking at then you know so be it um but we will probably most likely always regulate her screen time we've had those days sometimes where she has watched like YouTube kids or her like a few of her shows on there a little bit too long. She turns into a little a-hole um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's as a parent, you know, sometimes when uh, man and I are winding down, you know, it, to just put something on the TV, we have to put something, you know, very appropriate for her. Cause she's at that. She is that age to, she hears it damn that kid has the craziest memory she'll just bring up random things from like she's five like two years ago and i'm just like no (laughs) she's like remember that one victim Um, (laughs) 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 but uh you you know what who knows you know within the next few years we may be like that uh bruce willis movie surrogates to where we're all just you know fat living in a chair and living in a virtual world if we're not already i believe that movie's called wally (laughs) i didn't know bruce willis was in that no we're talking about the fifth element because that's a no (laughs) no no you wait you've never seen surrogates oh no No, i didn't i heard about it i i didn't i didn't see surrogates looper looper's a great movie i don't know you didn't like it what it was it's okay it was good man it's really like good. A bad, it's like a bad X-Men movie, to be honest. What? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. But so okay. We, Wally is pretty much was what Surrogates was. Surrogates was, you know, the live action, a little bit crazier. But uh Are they just yeah, like harvesting people's limbs and shit? No, 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 no. You're like you like plug in and you're like you, you don't go to like a virtual world, you're like, but you're you have like a, a fucking like dummy that's actually out walking you're almost like a robot oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about now okay so, all right all right um but yeah it, it'll all just it'll all depend on where we are technologically you know within the next few years when that time comes i don't know and you like know? you also what you said you said like where she is at a, a, a mature yeah, level and at, i think that's the biggest thing also with introducing anything to your kids it's like are you did are you a little shit still like girl like what's where are you at mentally um i think that's that's the biggest thing yeah, and it's well, the, the screen time is always just my biggest concern, you know. Um, that That is a big concern with me because her attitude does change mm. um, if she has looked at an iPad for Does it depend on what she's watched, what she's watching, or is it just in general? Uh, no, it's just in general. It, everything she sees on the iPads all, it's either, you know, it's mostly learning stuff, um, like learning games for kids. Um 
or it's you know very uppity happy songs and stuff like that i think it's just maybe she turns into that little a-hole and she's also when she's bored and obviously during this time it's a little bit tougher because not much it's... we can really do besides you know go on hikes you know and she's five like mm-hmm. she can't <laughs> you're not gonna hike for 15 miles to the beach like just just say that ain't happening toughen her up come on yeah right. well yeah you know the diff like it's really hard to say what is the right way to there's all this stuff online about you know how many parent like parents who spend time with their kids parents who uh don't let their kids use anything with screens don't let their kids watch tv you know i was raised in a household where my mom was you know she would if we were watching tv she'd go and turn it off and like drop a book in front of us and say nope no more you know, um, we grew up outside a lot, too. We'd always go to the park uh, because we had a park right next to our house. A lot of kids don't have that. Um, you know, my I was I, I was uh, raised in a single family, a single parent home, you know, so there were, there's a lot of factors that go into screens and social media. Like I know that uh, my son has his own Instagram page just because all of our families, both sides, his mom, me, we're all of our families are spread out, you know. So You're this was a like great one job place. Curating for... it, by the way, don't mean to interrupt. But curation is on point. <laughs> yeah. He's got content. a pretty good. He's got good, he's got good content on there, <laughs> you know. And you know, one of the the one of the biggest things is like I did look up about creating Instagram pages for kids like that, and like you know, the number one things like make sure it's a private page, make sure you don't geotag any pictures, like stuff like that. There we had to go ahead and do, like at least I try to do because there are a lot of risks to having your kids out there in the internet. You know, there's always going to be snakes in the grass, no matter what it is. But I don't even want to tell my friends and family where I'm at. I don't know okay. where I'm at. <laughs> right. All right. Got fucking Ron Swanson over here. <laughs> fucking figure it out <laughs> on your own. <laughs> oh, I should. Yeah, I should. Oh, you probably look disgusting. Power is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like five six now. <laughs> <laughs> Shaves his mustache. Your voice does seem uh, a little higher. <laughs> Before it was a mustache stopping it. Now my gums just keep bumping (laughs) (laughs) now uh but yeah like like if i were to say like oh i'm gonna keep like i think zane you i think you were right in one way is just like making sure you introduce social media to your kid properly because there's i think the bad of social media really overshadows the good of social media there's a lot of good and there's a lot of fun yeah on social media there is a it's nice to connect to people who are far away it's nice to share stories and learn about things that you didn't know were happening and get information that you you know that some people try to keep from you but you know one thing that they do have to learn at a young age is like don't believe everything that you see you know do some research like don't take everything at face value and you know one thing that does weird me out is like one of the most negative things people say about social media is like oh you know, that's not real. This part, like people only post the good in their lives and like, they don't, they don't post anything bad. They just want to be their best selves. And, you know, 20 years ago, that was a good thing. 
that was a good thing that we would share like our best stories and our best selves. And we try to be the best people that we can be, you know, it was like a good thing, but now it's a negative because you feel like you're silencing all the bad in life and like discounting all this stuff that all the struggles that we go through, you know, it, and it's, it's kind of true. Like we were talking about, what's, can I know, jump in real quick? Well, I think what's different yeah. about that is that just the, the frequency in which, we post and frequency in which we see things now and you know back in the day you know when you would tell all these good stories or you know good experiences it wouldn't be a daily thing that you'd be sharing with people or or you know an hourly thing now it's just your entire day is a story that you post now it's you know it's just the frequency of it is just um is increased substantially well yeah i mean and, and you know and that's why people but, i mean you don't you really see people posting about you know a hard day that they've had but is that a problem but a problem but is that a is, is that a problem like is like you know like one thing that i know was really popular uh this comedian was talking about it oh, i forgot his name but one thing was like you know we all have that friend who like all of a sudden post a picture with this girl and you know they're posting dinner pictures, post a picture of her feet, uh, looking up at the TV because they're in bed together. Another picture of them, you know, in Europe traveling their weekend in New York. And then all of a sudden she's gone. No yeah, more pictures like of dis- her disappeared. Did like, get, get, like nothing. Like, weren't you married? <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> you just erased. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I've, you can't for like, you can't put the, like, it's just bad storytelling. I know this is somebody's life, but yeah, like, you know, you so can't funny. just introduce another character and then <laughs> erase the character. You know, like it's there has like you can't like I feel like you got to tell me what happened. Did she cheat on you? Did you cheat on her? Did she die? Did did she join the army? Like what happened? Like did you hit your head? Do you not know that she's waiting for you, looking for you out there? I mean, the like what like that movie with Lisa Bonet, you want to know what happened? it's the truth yeah it's it's the truth you like i want to know what happened but that's just me and sometimes you know but do you people will post a picture and they don't mean to flex i sort of do i want to know what happened. kind of it's yeah those are like the people like a friend of yours yeah i get it but if is it someone i mean if it's an acquaintance do you i don't i don't i'm not i'm not interested in people who are not like friends of mine like I, I just know that like, you know, I'll they'll uh one of my friend one of my homegirls from high school, you know, she's I think it's been like four years she's been dating this guy. At least I thought they were dating, and I saw her post a picture with some other dude, and I was like weird. And like we're not like close close friends, but we chat through uh, IG together, and like I've seen her at local, you know, any before you know before the end of days, <laughs> we would see each other at similar gatherings. But it was very, very weird that this person just disappeared from life. And, you know, like I did some inquiry because I was like, yo, what happened to homeboy? It's like, oh, you know, just things weren't working out, blah, 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 blah. Because I that happens more often than you think. I think social media is usually is now used as like the information highway. Like people don't want to get into it. They'll just post some cryptic picture. Did you get your and then uh, I I got my closure, but you know, it was still bullshit. <laughs> I still wanted a farewell episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? 
but uh, I mean, uh, uh, but but to, I want to touch on something that Zan said before about you know shielding people. Like one of the worst things that you can do is just cancel something from somebody's life. You know, they tried to do that with drugs with kids, and that doesn't work. They tried to do that with uh, abstinence. Don't have sex, you know. But the idea is to uh, like our, our job as parents is to provide the information provide the protections because something like that's inevitable kids are gonna they're gonna experiment our kids are gonna experiment it's there to make the right decision when that time comes pick people are gonna have sex it's but they have to make that right decision when the time comes and mm-hmm. kids are gonna have cell phones like i was the first kid in my entire class to have a cell phone i had a cell phone in seventh grade I had a pager in sixth grade. The reason I had a pager is because I went to school in Woodland Hills and my mom worked in Watts. So like, you know, I'd have to go to the phone at the end of school to let her know where I was going to be. And I go pay phone, pop in two, uh, pop in two quarters. And sometimes the pay phone worked. Sometimes it didn't. And then we had to upgrade and I just pick up the phone, be like 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. Ring, ring, ring. Stay your name. Mommy, I'm going to Keith. Call me back. Bye. And then that's it. Oh my God. It's Bob. <laughs> Had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, and like, once my mom was like sick of trying to feel this, we, we all got next tells with the walkie talkies. Oh, remember heck, the little, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the, I was jealous. So of like we all had that. that. I didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like, I was in eighth grade when we had those. And so like, you know, when I'd go out to lunch, I'd scoot at my brother who was at high, it was in high school when I was in eighth grade. So we weren't on the same campus and just, you know, that was the first time in our lives that all three of us weren't at the same campus. So like we had the cell phone. We're just like, scoot, yo, man, where you at? Scoot, my lunch, chilling yeah, in English. Pretty cool. But it's, it's very <laughs> yeah, different now, phone. No, but that, I, that is. Yeah, it's very, it's very different now. Like I didn't have a, I didn't have like a proper cell phone in high school. Like I still had my V56 from singular, you know, using T9 to text. And, you know, if I called somebody that was, that was a year's, that was a year at USC for calling somebody during the day. You know, like you said, you send a text, might as well get a Maserati. That was, it was like, but now like, now there's just a flow, 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 flow of information. So I think the right way to do it is educating our kids and obviously there's so many parental controls on cell phones now like you can lock certain apps from your kid you can make sure they don't have any access to the app store you can make sure uh you put a passcode for their screen time so like if they exceed it it just shuts off Mm -hmm. like they can only receive calls uh they can only place and receive calls like all the apps don't work so there's like protections in there and you know it's just like when we were watching TV. If your parents walked home and you were sitting there watching TV, not doing a damn thing, get your ass whooped. Right. There's also, what are you doing? There's one thing like going back to the screens. The screens that we watched growing up are different than what are on the phones, and our brains process them, see different things differently. And I think that's one of the that, that's an issue for me also. It's like like looking at a Harvard study on it. Um, they talk about digital media and the use it plays. Uh, in the active, like the active use it plays in the learning process. Um, and most screens now they have, it provides, they provide an impoverished simulation of the developing brain, it says, compared to reality. So it's saying that children need a diverse menu of online and offline experiences, including the chance to let their minds wander. And with 
screens and phones and having them on us at all times. And, you know, I mean, I think my, my nephew's eight is wanting to get a phone. I don't think it's going to happen, but it kind of keeps them from having, keeps them from getting bored. It keeps them from having, you know, those moments where just you're just with yourself and, you know, you, you I mean, creativity comes from those moments, those, those moments of boredom. And I think it's important to remember that, not just like what is on the screen and, you know, what you can or can't or shouldn't do with phones, but, you know, what it's actually doing to, you know, our brains and the, the neural connect, the, excuse me, the neural connections that we're trying to form in there. Um, there's more research that needs to be done. There's more, there's a lot of research that is out now. Um, I think that for me, that's one of the biggest things also is just, is it worthwhile? Are they getting anything from it? Um, I think in the sense for socializing, like Isabella is definitely getting something from watching like Sesame Street. And I kind of sounded like a screen Nazi on the last episode. <laughs> like, it's 15 minutes, you know, 15 minutes of Sesame Street, then we take, turn it off. But, um, you know, I've seen just, you know, the connection she's seeing when she sees kids playing on, on the screen and the confidence that I see her take that, you know, take from that to, you know, interacting with other kids in real life. And so that's, that's really beneficial. Um, but uh, I just lost my train of thought, but you know, it's, it's all, it's still the devil. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, still, it's still the devil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly like, think Sailor will get a phone sooner than later and you know her getting a phone that's more like for like safety i guess i just want her to have a way of to communicate for any reason even if she's just at a friend's house if something were to go wrong um that's the only reason why i'd ever want her to have a phone at a young age Um, get her a jitterbug what's that jitterbug a jitterbug is a phone that was developed for senior citizens. All it does is call and receive. It's got giant buttons and like a little screens flip phone. It's basically indestructible. The jitterbug. And like the can you like set it up to where it's just like pre you already uh, you set the numbers in there. So it's like, I mean, she knows our telephone numbers anyway, but she oh, yeah, you like s- one and it's like it's already doing like the automatic yeah. calling. Yeah, you hold one, that's mom. You hold two, that's dad. You hold three, it's auntie. You hold four, it's grandpa. Like, I mean, and it has all the it, numbers listed them. If she had that now, I'd probably have like 800 phone calls throughout the day. Hi, dad. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Mitchie Candy Poo Poo. <laughs> she, she loves herself FaceTiming people. Like, that's like her, her go to. So she has the iPad. She'll just start randomly calling whoever, and it's a setup with Amanda's phone. So she will just FaceTime anyone and everyone just waiting for an answer. Like just waiting for <laughs> someone's going to pick up. So she'll just keep on going. Oh, it's too funny. So one of the, one of the craziest things that I witnessed was, you know, uh, I would watch, you know, these different like kids. They had these like stimulating pictures for kids and babies and all this stuff that they had built. And, you know, I would do that for like 10 minutes a day with, with my kid when he was like still a baby, uh, you know, cause they can't really see anything. So it's just like black and white shapes and blobs. And it would literally like put him to sleep. And it was amazing. I was like, okay, this, this might be terrible. I might be hypnotizing my kid or turning him into a sleeper cell or something. <laughs> I don't even, I got to do more research on this. It got really good reviews and, you know, 
eventually, you know, we introduced him to, uh, we went, we started doing like different dances online together and to see him going from one day, like, Oh, there's this, an iPad, like it does something to him, like going into now he's two, he'll go into a drawer, pull out the iPad, swipe left, scroll down, press YouTube, scroll until he sees baby shark or pink fong or anything, click it, put it down and just start dancing in front of it. I'm just like, <laughs> they're 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 actually you know they're i i like i be able to see him learn how to do stuff like that now he knows how to call me he knows how to hang up the phone he knows how to call me on the phone uh is great but it does worry me that you know um his day revolves around when he gets to go on the phone but for right now that's not the case you know he's got 20 different bubble makers i got him four different buckets of play-doh that i see he's destroying his grandparents house with you know <laughs> Um, usually, and uh, you know, he has his favorite movies that he likes to watch. He likes Bolt. He likes Cars. I was trying to get him to watch Sing, but they just took it off Netflix, which sucks. So That's I guess I gotta buy it. About Last Airbender. <laughs> I was waiting, legit waiting for that. And well, <laughs> his mother, his mother hates it, so he won't watch it. But when I was with him, we went through season one, and he loved it. He loved it. He loved it. He just liked all the colors and everything. Like he was, wow. Like every, every time somebody would do something crazy, he'd just be like, he point at the screen, be like, whoa. But yeah, you know, now, he, now, now I'm not there. So he's watching bolt a lot. I mean, I'm, a, I don't think I'll have any concern. Sailor ch- prefers to be outside right now. Anyway, um, riding her bike, scooter, going on hikes, uh, or just going for walks in general. So, until that changes, I, I'm not too like, I'm not too worried about it. It'll be if she'd rather do that than go out and ride her bike. Then, you know, we're very lucky though. We're very lucky. Like we don't live, we don't live like on like the 16th floor in downtown. You know, we're not in the projects. Like we got like you know, my son's on basically a mini farm. He's got a front yard and backyard in the Midwest. You know kids on the in the backyard on the other side of the fence that family has five kids and the oldest one is like six and the youngest one is ozo's age you know so they're always going up to the fence and handing each other sticks and flowers through the fence and you know you know mitch you're uh you're up in you know what the the north valley west no you're in the west valley yeah um yeah but i mean still at the same time like you know what i remember me as a child at her age at five you know i would just go out ride my bike um and everything be fine um with her you know i want her to i'm a little bit bummed that she won't actually have that experience that and maybe it's my trust issues or or amanda's it's not with her but with other people like i'm just like i don't just i don't trust people these days and I think social media, like you see, we get information so fast. And I think that's another thing with social media to where like it's played an influence on me to where I would love to be like, go, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ride your bike. You're good. Nah. Like, no, I got, I'll, I'm going to go outside with you. And then, you know, most likely I'm probably staring at my phone while she's riding her bike. Cause I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to go buy a bike. I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, I think it sucks that I don't know if it's just a different time or we just get information faster. I mean, I'm pretty bad. Shit's always been happening, but when you bring, you know. you bring up a good point about, <clears throat> about 
you know, kids that don't have that access to getting outside when they want and, you know, um, you know the the internet and social media and, you know, YouTube. Video games. Is and- a great, well, video games, I strongly believe are, is a form of interactive art, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there are a lot of things out there and it's great for kids that can't get outside. Um, the thing it goes back down, comes back down to is, you know, properly showing them the right stuff because there is so much garbage that is set up just to distract and, you know, keep the eyes glued, but there's so much, um, informative and exciting and fun you know learning content out there for kids um it's just really gets filtering i mean everything you got to filter through everything now there's so many fucking podcasts too it's just <laughs> with technology you just get more and more of shit um, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna make it fucking slip and slide this weekend that's what we're gonna fucking do <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go find a nice little hill and kill it I would suggest getting a giant beach ball. A lot of fun. Oh, no. I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll find it funny to spike it at her. It is hilarious. <laughs> but don't make the mistake I did. I It took me four and a half hours when I first got my beach ball to blow it up in my room with the bozo. He was like kicking it and loving it. And I finally got it, blow, I finally got it up. And then it did not fit through the doorway. And I was uh, like, I, <laughs> I didn't think about that. I was like so lightheaded too. I was like, uh, right, give me a second. Ozo took like a, he, I, he took a nap. So I was like, let me get this out of the, and I was like, oh my God, I can't. So I just, it just became a beanbag for a week until it completely flattened. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, okay, no more, no more. But then, yeah, I got an air compressor and we blew it up outside of the house and it worked. So lesson learned. Congrats. Nice, nice. Lesson learned. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear what you all say about social media. It's very interesting, like all of our different stances. You know, you know what I did want to mention though with social media, because I was just ranting the whole fucking time. And, you know, like I said, we've been talking, there are those pros for it because, you know, you do get to keep in touch with your friends and family. And there are groups out there for, you know, parents to meet one another that have young kids and find something. There are, there are plenty of good things as well. And, uh, you know, especially like uh, what we've seen, as of late, like towards movements, I, I think it's a good way of word of mouth on and more people get involved in something that they normally wouldn't if it mm-hmm. was not social media. So um, there are some benefits to it. So, well, I mean, I, I think wanna, it just comes. I don't want to bash it for a fucking hour. Yeah. I mean, with most things, it comes down to like making a conscious effort, I think, you know, to to use it properly, to try to get the most out of it and not just scroll. Um, whether it's and Yeah. And we as fathers and mothers and everyone out there, you know, it's our responsibility to, you know, make sure our kids are doing the right things. That's it. So that's on us. Yeah. So at the end of the day. It is kind of fun sometimes to flex on people. Oh, 100%. It is really enjoyable to flex on people sometimes when you're, you know, you're in the private jet, put a little picture of your feet next to the window with a glass of champagne. Fucking y'all ain't living like me. I would think you're a bigger asshole if you didn't post that. <laughs> like, oh, so I just do. I do it so often. I don't even need to put. No, fuck. So you need to post that. So I can be like, Ugh, my dad's always told me. He's like, act like you've been in the end zone before. Oh yeah, act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. But I haven't. 
It's happening. Uh, but if I don't post it, then people won't know. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with our last segment, Papa's Pulpit. Uh, I want to see what uh, has been irking you guys this week. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. was a that was a good break i like that break it was a good break that we took i yeah. like it i feel re- revitalized definitely needed that one feel refreshed that's good uh okay guys we are back this is papa don't preach this is our last segment before we leave you for the night this is a segment where uh we discuss things that are irking us it's called papa's pulpit and first up to see what's bugging that particular person mitch keith what's irking you Oh, well, actually, I actually have two things. Uh, first thing is uh, the toxicity that comes along with playing video games online and these little shitheads that just, I swear to God, if I could jump through your screen, I would strangle the fuck out of you or your parents. Like, If your parents heard you talking like that, like your head should be put in the bath underneath the bath water. But uh, yeah, so that, 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 that legit drives me crazy. Like, it's like little racist, Jesus. like dirty, like say some fucked up shit where I'm like, Dude, it's like a six or seven year old. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you just you just said that to a grown man. And uh, touche. That was funny. But uh, that and then just <laughs> the, the, the rise of uh, prices these days uh, during this pandemic. Um, you know, I've just noticed it when it comes to things that we'll go get from the grocery store that were, you know, you know, say five dollars. Now they're up to like seven fifty eight, And just that bill's getting higher. And it's. That's actually really starting to piss me off, especially during these times when, you know, 33 million people have lost their job and all of a sudden, you know, corporations are feeling like it's a good idea to bump up prices regardless of, you know, it's just people taking advantage of people and, you know, I, that, that shit drives me nuts. I hear that. Oh, fuck. It makes me so angry, man. Well, Mitch, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing, Mitch. <laughs> Hey, you're uh, welcome. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Zan, step up to the pulpit. What's irking you? Um, I have some more depressing things. Uh, everything that's going on with the Postal Service right now is just so angering uh, from the guy who's running it now that is the first person to run it that has zero experience and did not work their way up through the ranks um, and that he's a you know a big Trump donor and is actively working to make it uh i guess to make it work more inefficiently this is like the way i'm speaking right now it's not i'm not articulating myself very well (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's just it's so frustrating i mean it's it's really bad i mean i and i don't i don't see it talked enough about um i don't know if people just assume it's all gonna be okay um especially with 
you know, this election coming up where mail-in voting is going to be a huge, huge issue. Um, the administration and this new guys, they're actively working to, you know, dismantle the post office and make it less efficient. Um, I'm fully aware that there is a bipartisan effort that was, I don't know if it was a bill or law, I don't know the specifics on that, but, you know, they, uh, it affected the post office office's profits that they were making. They were doing very well. And then I think they were forced to start paying out their pensions. I, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, to pre-fund all their pensions. Thank you very much. Pre-fund all their pensions, and then yeah. that fucked them over. Um, it's just, it, to me, it's really scary. Um, you're, we're seeing at a very important time uh, the, uh, I don't know, like part of the foundation of the country. Like the post office has been around forever. You know, uh, soldiers during the Civil War voted by mail. Like all of our military votes by mail when they were overseas um and it's being actively just i don't know suppressed I, I guess i'm just so angry i can't really even like formulate a coherent thought about it it's uh it's extremely frustrating and uh it makes me wonder you know how far down the fascist lane we're going to be going because it's um i mean that's it's happening i don't think i'm being an alarmist to say that um uh no you're not i mean i i believe his name is like louis louis de joy or louis de joy or whatever but yeah he's a he's a trump donor he's a yeah he's a republican uh super donor he's a piece of garbage and like yeah he's been eliminating overtime he's been uh like firing different po like the deputy postmaster general got rid of her. Like he's just trying to consolidate power and make sure that he can break down the postal service. So to specifically affect uh, mail-in voting, you know, and it's, it's funny to hear, it's not funny, but it's ridiculous to hear Trump, like absentee voting is fine, but mail-in voting is not, you know, like, bro, I know. they're and the same a, thing, bro. And no matter who a, looks like, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, like, a lot of people use it and you know, there are states that use it primarily as their main way to vote and just the lies that are coming out of, you know, that it's not a trustworthy way to vote. It's just, it's just bullshit. And it's, uh, it's, it's scary, dude, this shit is fascism. It's like part of it is fraudulent elections and this is what is being pushed. And it's, um, dude. it's nuts. Well, Brian Tyler, actually, what's up? What's your simple solution, Mitch? It's the easiest thing. carrier pigeons. We go back to carrier pigeons. Oh my god! Think of that. Do you have? They all just one. They all drop. We all. Everyone gets a carrier pigeon. They drop everything off at the dump, and then we count. And then we count. <laughs> done oh, and man. done. Solved. Dog Next coming. pulpit. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I um one thing. So I'm going to step up to the pulpit real quick and let you know what's been bothering me. Um, right now is like one of our it's like the end of times for us right now, like this pandemic that's changed our lives. We're never going to go back to the status quo. Like things are going to change permanently on how we deal with each other, how we live our life. 
it's gonna like a lot of people started looking at the end like oh you know once we have a different president if that happens things will get better like we'll see what happens you know at the end of the year like this thing isn't going anywhere like you know i've never heard of vaccines coming out in seven months you know no. <laughs> at least getting it the, right like you know i don't want to know what the consequences are of that vaccine that comes out i am legend that's what that happened it was a cancer Dude. drug they pushed it and everyone turned into zombies that i you know what's crazy what if they like try it on like 10 people and we have like our first league of extraordinary men and women and we have like these superheroes <laughs> yeah 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 like long foot man long foot captain man. hindsight no but uh the thing that really bothers me is like you know we we had to quarantine in, a, in an attempt to flatten the curve or at least so slow the spread of the virus and now that we're like closing on six million cases or something fucking crazy like we've put in a as a country we've put in zero effort to maintain a lifestyle so our depression rates and suicide rates aren't going through the roof. You know, like drive-in movies, very easy for them to come back. You just blow up, you just put up a giant white tarp in a fucking parking lot to a, you know, to a dick sporting goods because that's closed and people drive in and they watch the fucking movie. You can still sync up your station like, okay, go to 88.9 and we can all watch Gremlins. You know, it's very, very easy. If you want gyms to open, section off the gyms. You know, like there's never been a time in my life where I go to the gym and it's packed to capacity. That never happens. And if Not people even. had different points where they go in, when they go in, like if I go on a treadmill, it's just sectioned off, you know, like there's just a plastic tarp and they have ventilators, pa- like these vent- venting systems packed to all of them so people can work out. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money to invest, but why wouldn't you invest in something to keep your business open and keep the economy rolling? Give people incentive not to sit in their fucking houses or have FOMO all day. Like, we put, we closed the parks first. Why the fuck did we close the parks first? Like, what the fuck? Let people go outside. Like, figure out a way for us to start. Like, restaurants, we don't have to be sitting inside restaurants right now we can literally be closing down different streets in downtown so people have outdoor dining we can create Mm -hmm. certain walkways so one side of the street's going one way another street's going the other way like they're like we can create mods my apartment right now we have a pool that was shut down for three months so they created mods so right now you submit a request for a uh, an hour p- a period that you want to be at the pool. There's a security guard slash lifeguard that sits down there. You sign in, you start your pool time. And if somebody else doesn't show up, you can take their pool time or you just pick up your shit and leave. And let the next family go in, you know, like we're supposed to be working together. You would think this is one of the times, just like nine 11, when something happens to this country, we all say, fuck it. I don't care what you, what God you pray to. I don't care what color you look like. I don't care who you fuck. We're all Americans. We got to get through this together. And it's not fucking happening. Instead, we got people fucking screaming at town halls that masks are killing them. We got the motherfuckers on the other side that are afraid to leave their house because they think they might die. And you know, the country's at a fucking standstill. It's ridiculous and it fucking angers me because it's 2020. We're just talking about social media and having these computers in our hands. And besides not having a dryer that folds your clothes for your for you, I think uh, they, make, they, they make they make they make that they make that. 
they make, I'm they make that right dry, right they make that dryer that you're that you're looking for. Why? I told Amanda that that was your when she heard that. So she's like, they make that, but not here. I think it's in uh, like China or Japan, and it's I guess it's crazy expensive. <laughs> oh no, I, f- I, f- I found it. It's called oh. the inside. It's uh but it's a concept. It doesn't actually exist yet. The fold mate. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's called the foldy mate with an eye. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Re- I mean, it's not real yet. It's like saying Audi invented a hovering car. It's a fucking concept car. <laughs> so it's supposed to cost between seven and eight hundred dollars, but it hasn't come out yet. Um, the last it was uh, looked at or attempting to be produced was twenty sixteen. So oh, that's not even that. Like that's like that's sort of a cheap dryer, isn't it? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear what you're saying with everything that's going on. It, it is, it, I mean, yeah, we went we went through that lockdown that we were supposed to do, and people still didn't care about it. Um, and they will find any excuse. Now, you know, they'll now just blame it. One side, the side that, that, that didn't, weren't, you feel, they feel like you're infringing on their rights if you tell them that they have to wear a mask. Like that group of people. You know they'll they'll be like, well, the pro they they just blame everything on the protests. Like that's just their go to these days. I feel like. Um, well, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm just saying. There's a, there's so many different things that we all can be doing right now that businesses can stay open. Like bowling alleys could be having private events only. Um, restaurants or different bars. Is it the business like, that doesn't can, want to be open? What if they're like I, I? I would imagine that there are some businesses that are you know willing to make those changes. But no, no, it's not just states like the state or governors are you know they're stopping that because they're like nah, like nah, it's just not. No, it's not, not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the businesses. I'm saying that there's no incentive for businesses to do this. Like, you know, if the like if we had a national response to this thing where businesses were submitting plans to Congress or local lawmakers of like, this is how we are going to stay open. This is what we're going to do to stay safe. Like it would be a lot easier. Like it would be a lot easier to set that trend, but people are concentrating of opening up the way they go because they just don't believe it's virus is deadly enough, or they don't believe that it's worth it for them to stay closed. Like I need to put, food in my kid's mouth so i'm gonna fucking open i don't care if i fucking die at least if i die he has my health and he has my life insurance like right mm-hmm. now i have nothing like i get that and like that's the thing that just makes me angry because you know there's so much that we know now and even now that we know it and there, these all these states are attempting to open it should be like okay we got this wrong during the first time now that cases are fucking skyrocketing Here's a new thing that we can do. This is how we should approach this. They act, they're acting like we're at the end of the road or something. Like we're getting the wrong cues. Like nobody should be looking at this as a calendar year. They should say COVID-19 fucking <laughs> December 2019 to December 2023. That's what it should say. Like 2023 is when we're going to get fucking back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> however long this goes for than just you know that year when I mean, it's finally it's over and said and done with we'll just be like okay this is 2020 now yeah that's 2020 <laughs> but, but yeah that's my pulpit and uh thank you guys for talking to me today i liked i liked everything you said about social media um 
you know, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for everyone coming in. Music is provided by our good friend DNA. I got the mysterious Zan over here, Mitchy, Keithy, Poo Poo, Candy over here. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody out there. We love you and stay safe. This is Papa. Don't preach. Bye bye.